0: All of us humans have both the masculine aspect and the feminine aspect in us. We have both in us. It's not just that women have the feminine and men have the masculine, it's not how it works. There is a coming together in each of us of the masculine and of the feminine. And we really need to embrace both. You're listening to the Unstoppable Woman Podcast with your host, Amira Alvarez, who is an inner game mastery coach for female entrepreneurs. Yeah. This podcast is for ambitious, high-performing women entrepreneurs who unapologetically want it all. Bored with the status quo and have a deep desire for change? Lean in. Now is your time to liberate your raw feminine power in business and in life. You know, an unstoppable woman ready for more? Please share an episode with them. Today, I am sharing with you a little bit about what it means to lead from your feminine rather than from your masculine. And five key elements that I see that are at play to really claim this way of leading in both your life and your career and your business and all aspects of how you're showing up. This concept of leading from your feminine rather than from your masculine. And, And to be clear, I am not anti-man, and I'm not anti-masculine. I have a lot of masculine energy in me, and quite frankly, I love men, right? I love all human beings. It is not an either-or, better-worse conversation. This is about accessing a part of you that may have been suppressed and not cultivated to date enough. And how it might be hindering how you're showing up in life and what it would mean to you to really access that part of you. So and I wanted to share a little bit about how I look at leading from your feminine. Now, this has been really potent to many of the women that I've worked with. It's been potent in my own life as well. And it is something that I think is critical, particularly for women, but not only for m- women, because All of us, all of us humans have both the masculine aspect and the feminine aspect in us. We have both in us. It's not just that women have the feminine and men have the masculine. It's not how it works. There is a coming together in each of us of the masculine and of the feminine. And we really need to embrace both. Now, generally speaking, it's important that we embrace both, but generally speaking, We as women have more of the feminine aspect in us flowing through us and yet have been taught in our culture to get ahead by leading with our masculine. It's been the agreed upon way, generally speaking, to affect change and to create desired results, success in this world. However, you define success. It might be making money. It might be supporting your family and friends. It might be great health. It might be an amazing relationship. It might be becoming the CEO of a company or being a great leader within a company or running your own business. You might have your own definition of success. It's up to you. But we have learned generally to work our goals through our masculine essence, which is really that driven part that's very goal-oriented. You know, the feminine can be very goal-oriented as well, but that is very focused and disciplined and persistent and determined and structured. That's the masculine. And that is a very important aspect of success, and it's not anything to be dismissed. And I actually help women, my clients, my community, the women who follow this teaching method, this method to success in their lives, how to cultivate the masculine often because for some women, it's quite atrophied and they don't know how to be disciplined and they don't know how to be determined and they don't know how to stay the course even when their emotions come up, right? Even when Aspects of them are saying, no, don't go forward, don't move forward, that's too hard, that's too risky. And we need that masculine essence to stay the freaking course. So please hear me when I say I am not denying that aspect of ourselves. That is such a critical part of creation and achievement in a fulfilling life. And yet we have this other side that is our feminine and it's much more about receiving and our intuition and our emotions and our tapping into this part of us that is very in flow and not as structured. And generally we've learned to suppress that side of ourselves and to the detriment that we're only in this push-push, addiction to struggle would be the extreme of it, side of creation. And so we want to learn how to employ it, how to activate it, how to lead your career, lead your business, lead your relationships with this feminine side as well. So we can feel whole and not suppressed or cut off from it or leaving an aspect of ourselves behind. When we suppress it, we feel unfulfilled, we feel unseen, we feel unheard, we feel in the struggle, we feel limited, unhappy, resentful, we feel very resentful. And we go into victim saying, this person isn't living up to my standards, this event is causing me to feel unhappy. We blame other people, other things, Instead of owning ourselves in our lives. So that is very much a life is happening to me perspective versus a life that I create and feeling empowered. Okay. So let's dive into the first key element. There's many elements here. Okay. I'm just going to touch on five that I want to pull out for you right now. The first one is claiming your desires, Many of you have heard me talk about the manifestation matrix and the first stage, the first step is like owning what you want. That is a very feminine way of accessing the world that we are often cut off from. The feminine wants more. It's craving. It's yearning. And it's craving for connection. It's craving for something bigger, deeper, more meaningful. It always wants more. There is nothing wrong with this. We are often told to deny our desires, to say wanting is bad. There's a zeitgeist out there that says desire is the cause of unhappiness. Now, not knowing how to fulfill your own desires or to experience desire in a healthy way might lead to unhappiness. But if you can own that you'll always want more. The feminine always wants more and not to suppress that or deny it, but to let it call you forward into more in your life. Call you forward into the next evolution, the next growth, the next activity, the next business goal that you have, the next business initiative that you have, the next step in your career, the next conversation, the next person you want to meet. These are all desires. Desire is not wrong. We wouldn't get out of bed in the morning without desire. You need some sort of desire to go get water, go get food. If you didn't have desire, you wouldn't survive. You need desire to motivate you for very basic life requirements. And our creative life force around, you know, making babies is part of that too. You know, we have a desire for sex and that is innate in us. That is instinctual in us. That is what our species has in order to keep it alive, right? To keep reproducing and and make offspring so desire is super super important and it leads you if you really tap into it and own it to your soul's calling okay most people are going through the motions every single day they are just dialing it in they're complaining that it's monday thank god it's friday wednesday's hump day they come home, they, whatever they can eat to make themselves feel better and watch Netflix, which, you know, I love food. I love Netflix, but no need to numb out there. Okay. And oftentimes people numb out because they aren't tapped into their feminine side, which is owning, claiming that desire that they have. They're suppressing it. They're saying it's not okay. You can't have it. Tamp it down. Here's one that was true for me years ago when I was starting this evolution for myself this evaluating my desires based on how they would affect other people. And it's not that I don't care about other people or not, and it's not that I don't understand my impact with other people, but I was making myself small and saying I couldn't want what I wanted because maybe it would make someone else feel uncomfortable or they would judge me. That would make me feel uncomfortable because then I wouldn't feel safe and I wouldn't feel accepted and I thought I was going to be rejected. So inside I was jumping through all these hoops trying to figure out how to be right and good so I w- could be accepted. And that meant that I wasn't really claiming my desires. And I had to learn how to claim my desires. Step by step. And it started off very, very small. Like in the beginning, it was very much bodily needs like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, I want to go to the bathroom. Oh, I'm denying myself that. Oh, I have to go. Okay, let's go. You might be like snorting and judging, dismissing this, but this was real for me. And I was not above recognizing that this was a limitation on my part. I took it step by step. And then it became some very basic things that were important to me, may or may not be important to you, like getting my nails done or getting my hair done or getting dressed in the morning because I loved the feeling of feeling connected to how I was looking, like those two things lined up and really like embracing my desire to adorn myself, to beautify myself, to feel worthy of the time that I was giving myself for that. So I really had to claim it step by step. And quite frankly, it never stops. And now I may have bigger things that I'm going for, but I'm very aware that, oh, look, I'm censoring myself. Oh, look, I'm worried about being judged. Oh, look, that is me thinking that I need to suppress myself or limit myself or not be too much or too big. And I don't care whether that's in your business or your personal life your career, whatever you're going after, you have to recognize this pattern and really claim what you desire. And this might look like, you know, on the career side or the business side, um, staking a claim on the kind of clients you desire to work with, or the type of colleagues that you desire to work with, or the type of business or company that you want to work within or for. It might be how you want to schedule your time or the amount of money that you desire to make. Or on the personal side, right, that those are sort of businessy career side, it's taking a claim on relationships. What kind of relationship do you really desire? What kind of health and energy and vitality do you want? What about joy and connection and pleasure? And yes, sex Okay. All of it. Like what do you really desire? This is so important. This is such a critical piece to really leading with your feminine. And it means embracing all your desires without the shame, without the guilt, without the resistance, without the double binds or the internal conflicts. It's all about owning it without making yourself wrong. Hey, this is debbie heiser from lead your life with debbie heiser and i was listening to the podcast and downloaded the top 10 list and i was able to implement this building confidence in myself and i signed nine clients in a month to double my business that's what happened for me with listening to this top 10 list download your copy where i got mine at the unstoppablewoman.com forward slash playlist Okay. The second key element is to embrace flow. Okay. So let's have a little discussion about flow as it relates to the masculine and the feminine. So the masculine is that structure, the container, the gate, if you will. I've heard it explained, and I love this, like if you're looking at a waterfall, there are boulders and rocks and the structure of the waterfall and the water flows through that structure. The masculine are those boulders and those rocks that create the structure and the feminine is that flow, the flow of the water, okay? Now, to make a beautiful waterfall, you need both, okay? Without the structure, the water isn't channeled, right? It doesn't have as much power. Same thing with a river, like the river bank is the structure is the masculine and the flow of the river is the feminine. And as you can see, water is incredibly powerful. Like think about the water that created the Grand Canyon, right? Like that is some powerful mojo there. Okay. So that flow, that is a flow of life force of energy and it is incredible incredibly powerful, incredibly impactful. You need the structure to channel that power without a doubt, but you also need to tap into that flow. So what does that look like? That looks like needing a wider structure of time. If you are overly scheduled and I'm someone who loves my calendar, I live by my calendar. If it's on my calendar, I do it. But what I've noticed I've gone through different phases where I've been just nonstop all day long. Every moment is scheduled. It feels like that's what's required in my life and my business. But in fact, there's some diminishing returns there and it feels overly constrained. Sometimes there's a time and a place for that. But generally speaking, if you really want to tap into the life force that comes with the flow of the feminine, you need enough spaciousness. You need enough unstructured time to allow for the flow of ideas, for the flow of activity, like a meandering way of getting work done versus a very Linear way of getting work done and the flow of emotions, which is what we're going to talk about next. But you need that enough space to move in to allow for that. Okay, that does not mean no activity. Okay, that water is flowing, there's activity there, there's power there. So, quite the contrary, it means allowing for time for ideation, for small actions upon small actions, right? Like the iterative process. Uh, meanderings. I mentioned spaciousness, spaciousness to respond, so that when your team needs you, you have the time and space to respond. When your boss calls, you are in a great place to speak to that person. You're not so time pressured that you're frantic or in a panic. If your kids need you, if your friends need you, you have some spaciousness and you can get the connection and receive the power of that relationship and have it feed you rather than denying it and keeping it separate and overly delineated. So I also want to say, and I want to really emphasize this, so listen up, don't space out here. Don't confuse this with doing nothing. It's very active. It's just not pressurized. Okay. It's not overly constrained. There is a time and a place for masculine discipline, determination, persistence, structure. There is a time and place for that. There are deadlines. And those are great for us. Without deadlines, we wouldn't do the hard things. We wouldn't show up for ourselves. So I'm all about activating the masculine as well. Like it's not an either or in life or business. You need both. And when you can put both together, it's freaking like you're on fire. So good. But to leave from your feminine means that you trust that these meanderings are productive, effective, and valuable, that you're not dismissing them, that you're not only saying, if I show up in a gazillion different meetings, I am valuable. No, there's so much more to it. So in my life, a few examples of this, I get up super, super early. Don't think that I'm like one of those people who doesn't sleep. I just go to bed early. And because I love my morning time to myself, I've created it. It's something that I know I need, that spaciousness to myself for the ideation, for the allowing the ideas to come to me, for the journaling. I do a lot of business thinking and downloads at that time. And of course, I do some things in the morning that are more masculine, like meditation or working out or things like that. But that morning time is super important for me to have an hour, two hours of spaciousness. It sets me up with that part of me fulfilled, okay? I've fed that part of me. I don't feel like I'm starting the day with a deficit. The second place that I do this that I think is a very easy one to identify and, and tap into is not overbooking myself during the day. I have been guilty charged for overbooking myself for sure. And it just doesn't feel as delightful. And I'm all about living a delightful life. So I really look at not being overbooked and adjusting things to have more flow. I am a better leader when I do that. And that allows me to make better decisions. It allows me to be more responsive. It allows me not to feel so pressurized And coming from a place of time scarcity rather than a place of abundance, time abundance. So that's been very important to me. I think a key aspect of leading from your feminine. And different people have different requirements for that. You need to find your own, okay? I used to think that I didn't need as much spaciousness as I really do need. You know, I have a lot of masculine in me. And so I I have a lot of hustle. I have a lot of go hard. I have a lot of discipline and determination. And if you're resonant with that, if you have that sort of ambition aspect to yourself, I would encourage you to explore a little bit more spaciousness, okay? Not being overbooked. So I had to learn showing up for myself in this way, okay? And the flip side of this is, quote unquote, too much feminine, where you're so in the allowing and so in the, like, I just want it to feel good and feel right. And that you can find yourself avoiding the hard things. And this is a real risk. And I oftentimes when I'm looking at how women are doing life or doing business or doing their career, I see very clearly that they're in avoidance of creating some structures and disciplines that they need. And they actually need to up the masculine side of who they are a little bit more. So this is not an either or thing and it's nuanced and you have to use your discernment. But it's incredibly powerful to embrace the flow. And when you do that, while taking like the needle moving actions in your life and facing your terror barriers and breaking through, The old ways of being that are keeping you limited and not running away in the name of being in flow. If you're able to hold both, you will have major, major, major breakthroughs. So we're going to take a pause here. This is part one of the training. In part two of the training, you are going to get the next three essential elements to really leading with your feminine and how to really tap into that. So those next three elements include embracing your emotions. Yes, you have feelings. Let's figure out how to channel those and into your power, into really leading powerfully. We're going to talk about understanding your power and how self-ownership works and really understanding how to use your own power is so key to leading with your feminine. And then we're going to talk about surrendering to power, which is, you know, master level teaching here. And there's something very sexy about that and can be radically misinterpreted. So stay tuned for those next three key elements in our next release of this training. And in the meantime, please let me know what landed for you in this training, in this part, what had you thinking? What had you confused? What had you going, huh, I do that too, or I need to activate that, or I need to claim that? What in this landed for you? I would love to hear. So please let us know, comment, reach out to us. We would love, love, love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Until the next time, I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, and it's been great to share space with you today. So tell me, what did you connect with the most? Was it our discussion about identity, or was it our discussion about self worth, or the masculine and feminine essence? Drop me a comment or send me an email at podcast at the I'd love to hear. Catch you in the next episode.